get into what I got to preach about, I'd like to say something that I wrote about four in the morning that had nothing to do with my sermon. Human beings can become so absorbed with the creation, things created, that they become, uh, they can forget the creator. Let's do that again. Human beings can become so absorbed with the creation, the things that you see and the things you live with, that you can forget the creator. 
and become worshipers of the creature instead of the creator. And that's just what Adam and Eve and some other folks did. The American Idol can be anything from a swivel-hipped, lightly clad female to an oversized crooner whose music calibrates easily between jazz and Jesus. Honey, that's a bad number. I don't know whether you're asleep or not. I'm going to do it again because I want you to absorb this one. You've read in the Bible where men worship the, cre the creature rather than the creator. That's part of our problem. Human beings can become so absorbed with the creation that they can forget the creator and become worshipers of the creature instead of the creator. And that's just what we did. Oh, you got me, son. That's just what we did. Right there. Don't let anybody disturb me. That's just what we did. You all have heard about the American Idol. The American Idol can be anything from a swivel-hipped, thinly-clad female to an oversized whose music calibrates easily between jazz and Jesus. Go home and meditate on that. That isn't what I came to talk about. Came to talk about three things. Number one, Babylon. Let's go to work on that. In the fifth chapter of the book of Daniel, Daniel writes about a feast that was held by Belshazzar. Belshazzar, the king, made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousands. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels, which his father, Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was at Jerusalem. That king and his princes and his wives and his concubines might drink therein. Verse 4. They drank wine, praised the gods of gold and silver, of brine and of wood and of stone. In that same hour, came forth the fingers of a man's hand, wrote over against the candlesticks, against the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw part of the hand that wrote. This is number one. Babylon, I think we got some troops over there right now where Babylon was. They got the wrong king who did the wrong thing. 
it says he tasted the alcohol. Anybody know what that is? I don't mean do you do it. Do you know somebody that tasted the alcohol? I said, does anybody here know anybody that gets drunk? I had an uncle that did it. So don't be bashful. That was the first mistake they made at this banquet. Drinking liquor. You can't travel far in any city of the world without coming to a liquor store. Now we are dumb enough when we're sober. Now please don't get mad with me, but you know that's true. Even when you're sober, you do some dumb things, don't you? And you drive in your automobile, and you let your mind wander, and you almost run into somebody, and you're not drunk. Well, what in the world do you think happens when you get drunk? That's sin number one that brought Babylon down. And it'll take you down too. Now, sin number two in that room where Belshazzar, who was the king of, who was the uh, son of Nebuchadnezzar, who was the son of uh, 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 somebody, I used to know it, but I'm 86 now. But who cares? They all got drunk. <laughs> and they were acting a fool because that's the kind of people that get drunk. Foolish people. What alcohol does to your brain ought to make you sober at all times. It cooks your brain. Your brain is right behind the hardest bone in your body, right here. And the cerebrum, the thinking part of your brain, is right up front. Now, and by the way, it's what's up front that counts. See, you'll wake up after a while. Now, if you're riding with somebody that's driving drunk, you better wake up now. says that a man that doesn't stay sober is a fool. That's listed in the scripture. But the Bible didn't have to tell me that. I had an uncle that was a slave to alcohol. My mother loved her brother. And about 11 o'clock on a weekend night, we all knew where he was. And Mama would not go to bed until Daddy sent his two boys to go get Uncle. I will never forget wondering, what in the world is wrong with my Daddy? They knew where he was. They knew where the liquor was going. And they sent us two boys to get him. 
I didn't know how smart my daddy and mother were. When we would go get him up, the only way to get him home was to let him wrap his arm around my neck and his arm around my older brother's neck. I didn't know what daddy was up to. He sent us to the joint where the guy was lying. As we would take him home, he would be singing, show me the way to go home. Somebody knows that song. <laughs> I'm tired and I want to go to bed. Had a little drink about an hour ago and it's gone right to my head. <laughs> I know you wake up after a while. But wait, you ain't heard it yet. So we would go right over to where Dad, Uncle got drunk, and he'd drape himself around our arms, and we'd be carrying him, and he'd just sing it. Well, one day, I asked Daddy, why would you send me to a place like that? Daddy said, son, there are two things I wanted you two boys to do. I wanted you to observe him while in a state of inebriation. And if that didn't soak in on your brain, I wanted you to carry him almost. And I wanted him to be heavy between you two boys, smelling like a liquor bottle. We're dragging him, and he's singing crazy. He said, I want you to see that. And he said, I wanted you to smell him. And when you turned him loose, and I sent you to college, you would never put a liquor bottle to your lips because it makes a fool of you. I said, oh. All those years, I wondered why Daddy would expose us to that. He told us, and it worked. That drunk uncle made a preacher out of all three of us. I say, if I look that dumb and I act that dumb and I talk that dumb, how can I ever preach? And baby, I sure can preach. Banquet Hall. I don't need to brag. Jehovah laid that on me. When I was seven years old, they put out a DVD on me, and they put a little boy standing up on a barrel and three kids sitting in front of him and me standing up there. <laughs> yeah. Now, the first mistake they made in that banquet hall was serving liquor. They drank wine. 
And there was another one they did. They praised the gods of gold and silver and brass and iron and wood and of stone. Dumb bunny praising a god that can't see. Did you have another one? Dumb bunny praising a god that can't hear. When you get in an emergency, no need of saying, Lord, have mercy. He can't hear. So you got the wrong God. Made a third mistake that night. Number one, they drank liquor. And number two, they praised the gods of gold and silver. And number three is real bad. Who knows what number three was? He said he had wives and concubines. Anybody mad already? Are you listen. Anytime immorality is your program, dumb bunny. God made one man for one wife. He had W-I-V-E-S in that room. He made one woman for one husband, at least at a time. <laughs> this dumb bunny had W-I-V-E-S, wives, and they were all getting drunk. Liquor, wives. Guess what? They praise the gods of gold and silver. That's going on now. There are people that will sell their souls for a dollar. You're not in here yet. I said there are people that will do anything for money. But money, honey, won't do you a nickel's worth of good when you come before the King of Kings. And Lord of Lords, the Bible says be sober. All right, bad night for Belshazzar. Because unknown to him, there was an army knocking at the door of Babylon. If you know your history, the world empires after the flood were these. Egypt, that's down where the black folks live. Y'all didn't know that y'all used to be on top of the civilized world, 
teach at a college, so I might as well teach you something right here. There's a man named Herodotus. Say that. He was a Greek historian. Indeed, he was called the father of history. And he was European. He wrote that the people among whom he traveled in Egypt were of sable, meaning black skin, and woolly hair. Count Volney, Napoleon's historian, Napoleon Bonaparte. You know, Bonaparte invaded Egypt. Well, they got a historian riding with him. Guess what he said? He said the Egyptians among whom he traveled were of black skin and woolly hair. But wait. There is a monument in the desert outside of Cairo I ought to know because I've been there. It's called the Sphinx. Somebody tore some of his face off for some reason. But there's enough left now to show his in hell. And that's a shame. Because life for them ain't been no crystal stairs. You think back on the wars that were fought in Europe. The thousands of Europeans that died under Hitler. And none of them has had an easy way in this world. But I came to tell you today. I came to tell you that who you are has got nothing to do with your physical teaching. When Jesus died on Golgotha, he died for the black man, died for the white man, died for the yellow man. 
and died for anybody else that's human. Now, he didn't die for your dog and your cat. So kiss them goodbye. Fido will not inherit the kingdom of God. The only thing that's going to get out of this world, listen to this now, the only thing that's going to get out of this world is character. You got to know the truth and let the truth make you free. Then you will fly when fine time comes. But wait a minute. I got a little more for you. Let's Fast forward now. Of course, you know what happened to Belshazzar. The fool died. Ladies and gentlemen, I ought to wrap that up since I started with him. Our boy went out that night. He didn't live till the rising of the sun because he had a lot of wives, because he drank liquor. And because he worshipped idol gods. Now let's fast forward to the book of Revelation. Because I got a, little, got a little revelation for you here. And out the door we go. Book of Revelation. What book did it say? Come on, open your mouth. What book did it say? Chapter 13. I'd like to give you one look at the United States of America. I don't think you heard me. I want to give you a glimpse of the United States of America before I let you out of here. We are rambling down the same road that Belshazzar rambled on. And don't think for a moment that you're in heaven because you're in America. Thank you, ma'am, for coming. Thank you so much. Even your baby understood that. Did you hear what I said? Don't worry about what I'm about to say. But don't do the Belshazzar either. If those things brought Babylon down, it's going to bring the world down after a while. So don't leave America. You'll just be running into some more hell. I'm going to take my coat off now because I'm going to preach. Get, 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 get it. You got it? Hey, I say, don't feel bad about what I'm telling you now. But I tell you that for the same reasons that Babylon was wiped out, and if you don't believe it, ask the boys coming back from the Middle East. That's where they are. You over there near 
where the human family had its beginning. The Tigris Euphrates Valley. So listen up so that you will know that what took them down back there will take us down up here and therefore uncommon you don't have common sense. I don't want no common sense. I want uncommon sense. I want to frame the blind, frame the brain of the Lord Jesus Christ of all of the grace and the glory that he can I don't want to come short when frying time comes. I want to be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. And so I bring you this closing The last empire to exist on this earth is the United States of America. I'll tell you where you'll read it before you see it tonight. You go read Revelation 13. And down in the middle of the chapter, listen to me carefully. The United States of America is sitting there waiting to be studied. Now let me tell you what you found. You find a, a beast, an animal, like a lion and like a dragon and like a lamb. What does that mean? America's like a lamb because of what its constitution promises all of us. The people who came over here and founded this nation said we're looking for a kingdom without a king and a church without a pope. You're getting a college education now. Sit up, up, and listen. They said it on the way here. They were tired of Europe. And the persecutions that took place there. 90,000 Christians slaughtered just for believing on the Lord Jesus Christ in Europe, not Rwanda. And why did I say not Rwanda? Because people look in horror. What's wrong with those people out there? Well, what was wrong with those people in Europe that ran out of Europe coming here? 
Are you asleep? I know you're not, but I want to hear from you. Are you asleep? Now, we're we're in the ninth inning now. Watch this. When these wonderful white people got on boats and came here, they were running from persecution in Europe. Some of you poor people, when you hear the news from Rwanda, Rwanda, I've been down in there. You say, what's wrong with those people killing each other? It didn't start down there. The people who came here to discover America were running from Mother Europe. They said, and uh, let me get out here with you. You people got to get this one. This is a lesson you've got to get. When they came here, they said, where we're going, we want to set up a kingdom without a king and a church without a pope. Written. It is written. It is written. And that's what drove them. So the European came over to America on a boat. On what? Said out loud. Okay, hold on. I got to get somebody else in here. Sunday, as they worship, they came over with the Europeans on that boat. And a little later, they picked up some Negroes in Africa, down in Ghana, and other places. And guess what? We came on a boat. White man, come on, boat. Man, come on, boat. Sunday, come on, boat. And we're all in the same boat. Yeah, man. Come on. Put it together, brother. Yeah. Yeah, man, I'm not through with you. I'm not through. I told you. Did, didn't I tell you today? <laughs> I told the preacher, I said, I got one for you. Have I got one? Amen. Now let's let's wrap it up and you can go home. Now, <laughs> what? Hey, I, I want you to sing when I cut this one off. There was a woman in Bible days. All right, y'all do that. Now get ready. Hey, listen, listen. This last thing I want to tell you. It's unfortunate that there are laws on the books, the statute books right now, called Sunday Blue Laws. You know what that means? That means that the early profession that they made when they came here of freedom of religion, 
is now being compromised. Quietly, but surely. And there's a reason. The Lord is not going to let you get comfortable down here. You want where to go to heaven. That's why persecution comes periodically. There's a spell when everything looks good. Oh, my goodness. Wonderful being an American. Do you know Revelation, the 13th chapter, says that there are two horns on the head of a buffalo? Now, some of y'all didn't know. You're too young to know that the symbol of America was not, for, was not an eagle. That's what it is now. But that's not what it was. The symbol of America was a buffalo. But you got to be old. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Okay, watch it. Now, what the Lord said about that buffalo, he had two horns on his head, one for civil liberty, the other for religious liberty. And what a joy to live in a country where you can worship God after the dictates of your own conscience and not look for the police to break in on you. But don't get comfortable, baby. Don't get comfortable. The Lord's got to let this, this, this basset get shook up to wake you up. Are you be contented to settle for heaven? Yeah. I hate to tell you the bad news, but read the rest of the 13th chapter of the book of Revelation, and I dare you to sleep after you read it. That's your future. And that's why this man, listen to me. That's why this man praying, scratching his head, trying to figure out how to keep his congregation awake and aware of the times. And he called the right nigga to tell you. you hear me? Soon. And very soon. We're going to begin to feel the hot breath, uh -uh, the hot breath of the dragon on our necks. So you better work for the night is coming. Under the sunset sky. While their bright tents are glowing, work for the daylight rise. Work till the last beam faded. I'm in poetry. Faded to shine no more. Work for the night is coming when That's why we're 
in this room tonight. That's why we'll be in this room tomorrow morning. These are no ordinary times, and you better believe it. And may God bless you all. That's all I'm going to say. again tomorrow at 11 when he comes before us with the word. Please come and bring someone with you. Remember the service tomorrow starts at what time everybody?
at 11 o'clock sharp. Be sure to be here. You'll be blessed. Now let's sing our theme song and we invite you to keep this blessing like kernels of truth in good soil as we may. Jesus keep me. Jesus keep me. Free to all, free to all, a healing stream flows from the Calvary's mouth. In my heart, in my, in my heart, send a great revival. Teach me how to watch and pray. Have a seat right on the front, please. Have a seat here. And if you finish those lessons we gave you Wednesday night, bring them with you. If not, we have some more for you. And uh, Bible workers will need you to do some signing as well, so you come as well. Uh -huh. 